It's Monday. It's May 9th. And the word of the day is organic, which means derived from living matter. Used in the sentence, every vegetable is organic. <laughs> But uh, now we have a new definition, so yeah. it can also mean produced without the use of chemical fertilizers, pesticides, or other artificial agents. In which case, no vegetable is organic. Correct. Because all fertilizers are made of chemicals. They Everything are. is made of chemicals. <laughs> Water is a chemical. Maybe we start using those words correctly. Yeah, you know, or just add stupid, more expensive, and terrible for the environment as a third definition for organic. <laughs> anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 37, we tell the GOP that while we appreciate the effort, we were perfectly willing to make fun of a sane candidate if they had one. You'll hear Eli Bosnick do a brief rendition of Sarah McLaughlin's Angel. I don't know about brief, but yeah. <laughs> And Tennessee moves to protect its valuable mental illness export business. But first, the next part. Quick announcement before we get started with headlines. In order to free up enough time to find a building that's not in Georgia and move into it, we'll be taking a brief hiatus from the Skeptocrat that will last approximately the month of June. We will have an episode out in two weeks like normal, but starting in four weeks, you'll need to find a temporary substitute to get all your news for a little bit. But rest assured, we will be back again in July. We wouldn't miss the conventions for the world. Indeed. All right, let's get going. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Eli's here? Eli is here, I believe. Fellas, um, would you like to warm us up with your thoughts on German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer? He looks like Doc Brown went back in time to fuck Martin Van Buren. Ha! <laughs> he uh, does. <laughs> did anyone ever tell him that someone shaved the center of his head bald as a prank? Like, I feel like... <laughs> Enough's enough, guys. They, Tell him the next morning. They didn't have selfies back then. Or, or, or they also didn't mention that he looked like Lemony Snicket with bed sores, apparently. <laughs> or maybe they did. Oh. Who knows? His ideas of malignant metaphysical will are almost universally agreed to be the result of basic misunderstanding of Kant's transcendental idealism. Oh, oh somebody had to say it. Thank you. We're going to get emails. I go there. <laughs> I go there. In our lead story tonight. Following their losses at the Indiana primary last week, Ted Cruz and John Kasich have both dropped out of the race for the GOP presidential nomination. And uh, by, by my count, that leaves just the one remaining candidate. And because the political process in this country is apparently just a big TV show premise, he's an eccentric racist billionaire. Right. Seems to get a bump in the polls every time a hate group endorses him. <laughs> And that happens several times a week. So uh, now he just needs a sloppy roommate and a Mexican neighbor, and American democracy will have succeeded once again. It's almost as though our political system thought we were complaining about having only two choices because that was too many. Right. And I love how pretend surprised the Republicans are. Like, I don't understand. We only spent the last decade running a racist hate campaign based on ignorance. How did this happen? You don't get to be the party of Lincoln if you run nothing but shit since the goddamn 60s. I'm sure Germany had lots of cool leaders before Hitler, but we don't remember them. There was this guy named Krause. He had the funniest beard. Yeah, actually, uh, they never, they never. Like, Angela Merkel is the only good one they got, I do believe. <laughs> She's the guy, right? You, you got it. You got it. Now, uh, in fairness to Cruz and Kasich, they're not the only ones who lost a campaign race to a crazy person who looks like a Yeti on chemotherapy. In fact, there were a bunch of other people in the race at some point. There were. And the rest of them lost 
much faster and by way more points, which is an impressive feat. So we'd like to take a moment to honor our favorite GOP presidential candidates who lost to Donald Trump with a sad montage segment in their honor. We'll also be describing their physical appearances as we go. Can we go ahead and cue the Sarah McLaughlin or yeah, Good Riddance sued. Green Day? Or maybe yeah. Eli sings it? Oh, oh there you uh, go. Yeah, uh, Cause if you're in a You wanted the sad song. We got a Perfect. sad song. Right. I'm going to go right into it. I'm going right to go right into it. eat itself. <laughs> Perfect. All right. We got it. Chris Christie. Despite surviving the New Jersey part of 9-11, Governor Christie was never able to parlay that street cred into any success, and he dropped out of the race on February 10th. He looks like somebody's halfway done carving a Tom Hanks statue out of butter. <laughs> he looks like a mad scientist, put some gravy skin on the mashed potatoes and hit it with lightning. <laughs> Chris Christie, further proof that New Jersey is where New York puts all its garbage. Amen, brother. <laughs> Jebediah Bush. Despite being the brother of a president, the son of a president, the grandson of an Illuminati overlord who killed Kennedy, <laughs> and despite having $155 million in campaign <laughs> funds, Jeb went pretty much nowhere with it no. and dropped out on February 20th. And he looks like a piggy bank in a suit. <laughs> looks like a cartoon mascot for a barbecue restaurant. He looks like a safe search off Google image search for ingrown penis. <laughs> And somehow his face is incapable of donning an expression other than, come on, guys, how am I supposed to get home from this dumpster without my pants? <laughs> ben Carson. Despite having separated more conjoined twins than the entire rest of the field put together, Carson's campaign came to an end on March 2nd. And if nothing else, I'll always remember him as the only person I've ever seen that managed to look like a sleepy, happy, grumpy, dopey, sneezy, bashful doc. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Well done, sir. I'll always remember him as what Django would have looked like if he'd teamed up with Fievel instead of Christoph Waltz. <laughs> he always looked like someone dropped a half-melted chocolate ice cream in hair. <laughs> but not very much. Just a little bit. Just a little. Mark Marco Still Rubio. <laughs> Marco Rubio. Speaking of hair. <laughs> Speaking of hair, Marco Rubio. The only candidate to ever fail the Turing test during a live debate. <laughs> so, enough said. After losing the primary in his very own home state of Florida, Rubio dropped out of the race on March 16th in complete disgrace. And he looks like A.C. Slater after gay conversion therapy. He looks like the kind of person who demands a refund at a speed dating event. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Ted Cruz's mom made him bring his little brother to the debate. John Kasich. Nobody cares. Who gives Moving a straight to our final pairing. <laughs> Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina. After failing in her own bid for the GOP nomination, Fiorina was selected to be Cruz's running mate during the final six days of his campaign <laughs> before he finally dropped out last week. 
thus making Fiorina the least successful VP candidate in American history. Wow. And also possibly a member of the least attractive presidential ticket ever assembled. Oh, yeah. Although that's not really her fault. Doesn't matter Mostly who you paired him with. Pleatherface. <laughs> All that being said, they both look like they got kicked out of Narnia because of a eugenics project. <laughs> they look like the homecoming couple at that facility where they tortured Deadpool. <laughs> they look like a real-life version of a Snapchat face swap. Also, <laughs> she killed her daughter. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> It's not funny. I will miss you, my <laughs> angel. I will so, miss you. So congratulations to all of them. You all lost to a Wookiee leper with alopecia. Great job. And in Wookiee leper with alopecia news tonight, America has officially lost its fucking mind because holy fuck, Donald Trump is the last man standing. <laughs> One half of the viable political parties in our nation just nominated an asinine, boorish, callous, delusional, egotistical, fatuous, grandiloquent, hostile, insolent, juvenile, knavish, loathsome, monosyllabic, narcissistic, obdurate, pompous, quarrelsome, rapacious, sexist, temperamental, undeserving, vinyl, xenophobic, yammering, zealot, and I ran out of letters before I ran out of aspersions. <laughs> what the fuck are we thinking? Yeah. This is what happens when an Omega dog thinks he's an alpha dog. Right. And then the GOP <laughs> nominates the Omega dog for fucking president. That's why you never go full Dunning-Kruger. You never go all the way Dunning-Kruger. Look, I know a lot of people have pointed out how true the movie Idiocracy has become over the years, but I don't think any of us were expecting Back to the Future 2 to come true. <laughs> Do you have a magazine in a vault somewhere? Be honest, Donald. Come on, Matt. But like it or not, he's the nominee they're stuck with, and Paul Ryan notwithstanding, they're starting to let that sink in, as is Trump, apparently, as we can already see him pivoting to the general. And I've got to say, it's remarkable how similar that looks to Trump still being a racist asshole. <laughs> yeah. Pivot was jump in a 360 yeah. and then keep walking in the same direction. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> see, I feel like way too many pundits were acting like the uh, I'm a psychotic xenophobe thing was just a game to drum up nationalist support to win the primary. Because like maybe they're forgetting that the national cam campaign wisdom up to that point was that calling Mexicans drug dealer rapists was bad for campaigns on on both sides, and of course lo and behold America's more racist than they were only willing to admit to themselves. So Trump found a base of support, but I'd venture to guess that many of those pundits are now seeing the folly of their ways after Trump's initial effort to reach out to Hispanic voters was a selfie of him eating a taco salad. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> you might as well be getting fucked by a Mexican dude with a caption C consensual sometimes <laughs> <laughs> see and we're both sober it's, it's like they said presumptive and he heard presumptuous but as funny as this is i have to say it's kind of terrifying from my position because i need to ramp up all of my analogies now that holding a mexican outreach event at a taco bell is a legitimate possibility i don't always eat spick food but when i do i prefer a doritos crunch bowl supreme <laughs> yonald in 2016 <laughs> And by the Vote way, Donald. I don't think this can be overstated. Like, this isn't just him happening to eat a taco bowl and tweet about it in careless disregard for his reputation among Hispanics. Here's the actual wording of his tweet below the picture. Quote, happy hashtag Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> End quote. I love Hispanic people. <laughs> you know, never go full Jerry Maguire either, brother. Oh, uh, he couldn't even go to an actual Mexican restaurant. That's yeah, like right, eating right. a picture of yourself in a Redskins jersey and being like, I love Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, well, so 
somehow his net favorability with uh, Latinos is still minus 51. But just to be fair, that was a poll taken before the picture of the taco salad. So, you know, could go all the way up to just barely the worst in history before the end of the week. You never know. You never know. (laughs) With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at the Trump campaign's minority outreach department that they have. Lucinda, how are things looking over there? Not great, Heath. Not great. Hmm. Really? Um. What would you say is their biggest challenge? The fact that their candidate is an unapologetic racist. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I assume that would be a problem. But isn't that the exact problem they're trying to fix? Technically, yes, Heath. But it turns out that nobody who gives the feeblest shit about human rights or race issues is willing to help Trump get elected at any price. So they're not exactly attracting the best minds in the field. Gotcha. Um. So have you gotten a sense of their plans going forward? Well, the folks here are also ardent about gaining the support of Black Lives Matter. Oh, really? Um, That's surprising. How are they doing that? Well, I'm not sure of the entire strategy, but I'm standing in front of a 100 posters that say Beyonce wouldn't get no abortion. Pretty sure that Black Lives Matter doesn't mean what they think it does. <laughs> Almost certainly. Um, Anything else? Anything for the gay vote? Well, Heath, Noah gave me a lot of ideas, but nothing I'm actually going to say on air, so no. <laughs> I see. So, uh... Are they primarily focused on walking back his derogatory comments about Latinos then? Is that what they're working on? Well, his biggest problem, demographically speaking, is his historically high disapproval rating with women. So that's where they're focusing most of their effort. Okay. And what advice are they giving him? Well, luckily, he seems to have ignored their advice that he tweet out a picture of himself sitting down to pee, as well as the (laughs) selfie of his breastfeeding in public. But when they told him to act more like a woman, he shut up and made them a sandwich. So not a good sign. Well, unless you don't want him to broaden his appeal, in which case. Good call. Good call. Take out the knot and post, would you? See what I can do. Thank you, Lucinda. Anytime, Heath. And in putting the lose back in Lucifer news tonight, Satan is torturing his beautician with renewed fervor this week after former House Speaker John Boehner compared him to then-Republican presidential candidate Ted Cruz. It's not your fault, Carly. Yes, it is, Carly. (laughs) (laughs) Were we talking about the daughter? No. During an interview at Stanford University a couple of Wednesdays ago, Boehner did an end run around both Hitler and Godwin saying, quote, Oompa Loompa Loompity Lich, he's Lucifer incarnate and a son of a bitch, end quote. Actually, his words were Lucifer in the flesh, but he did also call him a son of a bitch and a miserable one at that. And how much of an asshole are you when John Boehner has legitimate stuff to say about you? Yeah, right, right. It's like yeah. reading quotes about Stalin from Hitler. It's like, yeah, this, this guy, who's this guy? Oh, fuck them both. See? All of the above. <laughs> there you go. And while many were inclined to agree with Boehner's assessment, of course, America's Satanists were quite upset about the comparison, saying, quote, Oh, come on, say what you will, but Lucifer's at the very least fuckable. And well, <laughs> At least Satan can take off those skin masks if he wants yeah, to. Right. Whatever he feels like. But Ted Cruz's chin just always looks like an old fat lady's elbow. <laughs> uh, do about it. What bathroom are you going to use? <laughs> Both. The New York-based Satanic Temple actually released a statement in the wake of his comments asking that Lucifer's good name not be sullied by comparing him to the love child of a Japanese penis monster and the kitten that didn't make it. Quote, Cruz's failures of reason, compassion, decency, and humanity are products of his Christian pandering, if not an actual Christian faith. It grows tedious when pedophile priests and loathsome politicians are conveniently dismissed as satanic, even as they spew biblical verses and prostrate themselves before the cross, end quote. So, yep. Yeah. I've I've got nothing but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just imagine the reaction if Boehner had said, he's like a Jew demon in the flesh. (laughs) Really? But he is. 
<laughs> and look, I know I've said this before, but can we just take a moment to recognize that it's now almost a certain fact that like when we look back in history, we're going to have to acknowledge that the most reasonable and forward thinking religion in the United States was the Church of Satanism. It's going right. to be like year 3000 <laughs> Reza Aslan flying around in his moon boots being like, yeah, but what about Anton LaVey, huh? Right. <laughs> Shit. I also love the uh, story on HuffPo, by the way, in the wake of this, that pointed to a radical upswing in Google searches for the term Lucifer in the wake of Vader's comments. <laughs> so if you were about to ask how stupid Americans have to be to vote for these idiots, well, I think you've got your answer right there. Siri, what the fuck is a Lucifer in a car nut? <laughs> Did you mean Lucifer in car nut? Don't talk back to me, Siri. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck you just said? Search that. <laughs> And in Things Ruth Bader Ginsburg gave us in a ridiculous example news tonight, we have an update to a story Heath covered in episode 164 of Scathing Atheist. Uh, oh, did did the Amazon Echo come out with a kosher Perev model? That, that's pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, it's got the little it? payas on it. You just yeah. <laughs> every day you just, order more soup. No. Why? You, shout. you don't need to shout. You do not need to shout. I wasn't shouting. Can you not do this in front of my friends? Can you not do this in front of my friends? You yell at me and then I'm not supposed to address it? No, it's not nearly that good. So, uh, Tennessee governor and eighth place winner in a Martin Short lookalike contest, Bill Haslam, signed a law allowing mental health counselors to refuse service to patients on, quote, sincerely held principles, end quote, leading people with empathy everywhere to hope that if Haslam ever has a heart attack, he's in an ambulance filled with incredibly sincere Christian scientists. Or at the very <laughs> least, we can hope that he has a heart attack. <laughs> I was actually imagining like a weird kidnapping situation. He has to get a cake with like dicks and vaginas from a gay bakery or somebody kills his whole family in 24 hours. Do it. Kind of Don't funny. ask which one of you is the boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's the full scoop on the bill. HB 1840. Ironic, considering that's the year we had pretty much figured out laws like this were bullshit in this country. <laughs> but anyways, it states that, quote, no person providing counseling or therapy services shall be required to counsel or serve a client as to goals outcomes or behaviors that conflict with a sincerely held religious belief of the counselor or therapist, end quote. So I guess, like, if someone really wants a vision board, I get to send them away now with <laughs> oh fucking <God>. behaviors. <laughs> okay, one last question on the form. If I do help you cope with your PTSD, are you going to use that for butt sex in any way? <laughs> are you going to go out and use that for butt sex? Tell the truth. You got to be honest. You have to tell the truth. Those are the rules. <laughs> But this actually gets worse. Haslam, who again looks like Men's Warehouse gave birth to a toupee, defended the bill by saying it allows counselors, just as we allow other professionals like doctors and lawyers, to refer a client to another counselor when the goals or behaviors would violate a sincerely held principle. Which is true because America is a B-minus country filled with C-minus people. But the American Counseling Association, the one that doesn't let people wearing Don't Tread on Me t-shirts vote on their policy specifically <laughs> mentions in their code of ethics saying that counselors shouldn't do that. They say, right. quote, you cannot refuse treatment based on personally held values, attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors, end quote. <laughs> so literally you can't do that. Right. Right. So I only assume when he says that we allow other doctors to do it, he's talking about the Rolodex of specialists who have refused to treat his rotten sunflower of a penis. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it supposed like, to be striped? No, man. None of this <laughs> is supposed to be what it is. I like to chew on the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Just hum when you do it, and it's okay. You well, spit them out after. I, I mean, the, the fucked up thing is that he's pointing to an even more fucked up law to justify this fucked up one because it is legal for a doctor or a lawyer in Tennessee to refuse service to somebody because they're gay. In fact, that's legal in most of the states. It's the legislative equivalent of saying it's okay to rape your dog because it hurts way more than it did when he was a puppy. Oh, I haven't noticed a difference. Is that so? Oh, you meant for the dog. So the dog. Sorry, never mind. Talking shop. Well, when you see stories like this as often as we do, you have to wonder where it'll all end. Where it'll all end. What that will be. Doctor, quick, this man's been shot. All right, we've got to act fast. Quick, are you gay? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Gay, man, are you gay? Um, y- yes. Well, damn it, then I, I can't treat you. Uh, I'll have to send you over to Dr. Muhammad al-Bakar. Oh, wait, you're not an atheist, are you? I, I am an atheist, actually. I've got oh, this oh, gun, damn it. Well, I'll, I'll refer you to Dr. Korstein. Oh, wait, what, what, what day is it? It's it, it's Saturday. Oh, but, damn but it. The well, gunshot again. I, I, I guess I'll have to send you to Dr. Smith. Uh, well. Will he work with me? Well, well kind of. He's a Scientologist, so you're going to die, but you'll die with fewer engrams. Hold on to these cans. <laughs> <laughs> and in trans posers news tonight, it's only been a few weeks since Target announced its new bathroom policy, and we're already seeing problems with dudes going into the ladies' room. Are we? Uh, we are. And those dudes, it's not like what it sounds like. Those dudes are transphobic Christian activists pretending to identify as females so they can live out one of the dumbest arguments ever constructed. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which apparently goes something like this. Um, we can't keep letting trans people have restroom equality because now everyone with a penis is going to want to be a trans woman in Target who needs to take a shit right now in a public facility. <laughs> because that's the best. The glamorous life. That is the sixth most common answer to what do you want to be when you grow up questions in those gay kindergartens that uh, Kevin Swanson warned us about. So oh, don't act like okay. it can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> also, who was the first to come up with this let's go into the bathroom idea? Like what <laughs> late night meetings was this concept jammed on? <laughs> and how disappointing must the results have been? Like some Christian guy with his Bible under his arm walks into the women's bathroom and he's like, see, this is the world you live in now. And she's like, yeah, man. You got to imagine <laughs> at some point the words ooga booga were thrown out of <laughs> Come on. Ooh, I'm gonna <laughs> well, as it turns out, many people heard about this for the first time when Sandy Rios of the American Family Association proudly announced the news of these godly bathroom crusaders during a recent interview. Of course, the AFA is currently sponsoring a boycott of Target in response to the new policy, and Rios explained their reasoning as follows. Quote, if men or women feel like they are men or women, they do, and you have no restrictions, <laughs> the net effect will be that people will not be stopped. The shit's going to happen. We've already had people testing this, going into targets and men trying to go into the bathrooms. There is absolutely no barrier, end quote. Uh, ba- people barrier? are shitting. 
<laughs> did, I, did they did they think there used to be bouncers or like a handprint thing for your dick? I mean, look, men could always walk into the ladies' room. It wasn't a chromosome analyzing force field that they just took down. I fucked in the ladies' room. I didn't need to falsify my birth certificate to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll ask Thomas, but I think I can Oxford-style debate Sandy Rios and just all my evidence is going to be a PowerPoint of all the bathrooms I did coke in in college. Just yeah, like, right, yeah. right. Ladies' room there, no force field. I didn't bounce back magically <laughs> also did she know she was saying words every time she speaks i'm like oh that's no fair don't do that to her that's that congresswoman who got shot in the back of the head no no it's not different person all right i just always expect her to break into lion king all of a sudden <laughs> never happens or a single drop of blood to fall out of her nose <laughs> All right, so uh, every ten minutes, <laughs> old faithful. So, uh, also worth noting, um, in response to all this, apparently the AFA thought it was necessary to release the following statement: "Quote: We have not encouraged men to go into women's changing areas or bathrooms at Target. This is completely false." End quote. Mm-hmm. Which is fairly damning, whether or not they're telling the truth. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right, just the right. Fact that they had to clarify that, like. I don't think any good activism group ever needed to explain that they didn't send men into ladies' rooms for spite. (laughs) Most organizations aren't formed out of spite, so that's probably where that David Silverman's never had to get up there and be like, again, I just want to say we're not eating babies. We're not doing it. (laughs) He may have had to do that in private, but look, all organizations share this in common, right? I mean – all organizations have never encouraged men to go into a bathroom, uh, women's changing areas at Target or whatever. That's true of all organizations past and present. And yet here we have the first one that's ever had to try to convince anybody of it. <laughs> and, and of course, it's doubly bad that the accusation comes from themselves bragging about it. You know, it's a good source. And finally, tonight from the In and Out in Indonesia file, we have the story of history's most useful god. This one was sent to us by all the people who use the internet and comes out of Indonesia, the thinking man's Maldives. This is impossibly awesome. Okay, so the story begins when a fisherman from some remote island reeled in a discarded inflatable fuck doll, which he naturally assumed was an angel. Or, more realistically, his wife walked in and caught him fucking his fuck doll, and he was like, no, no, it's not what you think, it's a fuck Angel. <laughs> under the water. You're supposed to do this. I, th- look, this is unquestioningly everyone just playing along for things that went way too far. <laughs> right. Look, all families do it. My mom still tells everyone, like, oh, he was so into cooking as a teenager, he kept a carrot in his bedroom. But when reporters come by, you gotta be like, it was in my butt. It was for butt stuff. Please don't put this on the news. Don't bring the news into that. I just wanted to put a carrot up me. <laughs> And nobody during this process, like, let's assume that this was real. Nobody during this process was like, hey, this angel has a removable vagina. Does <laughs> angels have those? Why does it say easy wash in English on the back? Why do you have a bag of baby carrots next to it? Doesn't it? <laughs> Baby carrots in my ass. Anyway, Indonesian authorities confiscated the inflatable bag of sperm, but they swear it was because they were afraid that it would cause unrest, and they also promised to check it in as evidence in just a minute. In a related story, if anybody with a boat in northwestern Australia wants to put up a GoFundMe to litter the seas with fuck dolls, 
I will be your first donor. That brings the reasons to live in Northwest Australia list up to one. But of course, before we round out the headlines, I thought we could uh, throw in a quick top three in, in honor of the Guatemalan kids that we had to lay off. And I thought possibly hmm. top three names for the Muslim fuck doll. Obviously. All right. Um, what about Alakakbar B? Ooh, I like <laughs> How about Aisha? It, it's nine. <laughs> it's just nine. <laughs> Probably similar age. I was thinking of Asalam Alabia. <laughs> no? Okay. I thought that was good. And that's going to do it for episode 37. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. And thanks to Eli Bosnick. And, of course, thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. I hate to interrupt you mid-outro, but guys, I risked my life for that labia joke. I'm just saying. I could get my head hacked off in Bangladesh for that shit, and I got nothing for it. I'm just saying. I just want to throw that out. I'm sorry. You are outroing. Let me let, me let you do your job. I'll keep outroing. All right. So if you guys find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming and you really like that labia joke, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Christopher, Thomas, Melissa, Willard, Derek, Jeff with a G, Teresa, Matthew, and Reese, whose genitals make this noise when they get naked. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, Check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist and God Awful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Alta Vista-ing the only band <laughs> called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Trying to quietly eat. <laughs> you got some jelly bellies? No, miso soup. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun edit. It's Hot gonna be a vegan fun water. <laughs>